Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to the podcast. You have forewarning. Today I'd like to talk a little bit about DOMS, Deep Underground Military Bases. I was uh, on YouTube the other day just fooling around and I came across that site. It's called the History Guy, I think. He's an old professor type and he does some really cool videos on history and and about historical events that really haven't got the attention they deserve. And uh, he did one on Cheyenne Mountain out in uh, Colorado there. And that's a military base where they have NORAD at and a lot of other stuff. It's, I believe, like buried two miles underground and in the side of a mountain there under granite. It has these big giant blast doors that can protect against uh, an atomic blast, you know, within a mile. It, uh, I believe they said it encompasses like five acres or something. It's just, it's an amazing site to read about. I mean, it's got uh, four and a half, five million gallons of water on reservoir there. They have like five stories, I believe, of, of different operations. And they track everything going in and out of the country. It's a uh, binational thing between uh, the United States and Canada. And it's been there since, I believe, just after World War II. You can go on Wikipedia and look it up. Uh, anyway... Um, a lot of cool stuff there to protect the country, a lot of top secret stuff, no doubt. But the main thing is just the way they built this huge facility into in the side of a mountain. It's just amazing that they could even do that. Well, anyway, the uh, history guy, he uh, did a little episode on an event that happened back in 1979 on November 9th, I believe, just before, just before, well, that would have been, what, a year before Carter left office. And they had, uh, they had moved everything over uh, from basically a manual um, system to a computerized system for the air defense system. And this is, uh, you know, this would have been during the Cold War uh, when we had the whole idea of mutual assured destruction going on. And the whole point there was that if the Russians were to, uh, to send a nuclear weapon our way, then we would send 10 nuclear weapons their way. Well, they had switched everything over onto this computer system and... Uh, while the humans still had the uh, last say, thank God, <laughs> literally thank God, the um, computer would be the one to make the first alert. And it turns out on that day, um, back on November 9th, 1979, the alert went out that there had been a mass attack by uh, Soviet subs uh, firing nuclear weapons at the United States. And uh, there's, as the history guy there goes and, and describes, there was a massive response by the United States where they got all their uh, bombers airborne and everything was on alert. They had the president up. And like I said, thankfully, they didn't respond. And eventually, with, you know, within, within a few minutes, they discovered that it, was, that it was a false alarm. Well, this raised quite a few questions. I mean, you're talking about the end of the world here, the end of humanity, civilization, whatever. You know, what on earth happened that you just put this new computer system in and now it's giving you a false alarm? Well, at any rate, after this long investigation, they discovered that, they claim that 
the whole problems trace back to a computer chip used to run the computers and this computer chip had been uh, improperly coded uh, during its creation and that's what caused it and that raises a lot of questions you know first off that's just not a good enough ex uh, you know explanation for me and the the normal layman the normal person in this country doesn't really understand how computer chips are created and how they're made so it seems as if they just use uh, a scenario that 99.9% .9 of the people can't understand and claim that that's how it happened. Uh, who knows what really happened? And that brings us to uh, really the topic at hand is these deep underground military bases. I mean, and the level of secrecy. Now, we all understand that there's a certain level of secrecy needed in order to protect our country because, you know, they are protecting us from a nuclear strike or... Uh, an invasion by some other country or whatever, terrorists, whatever. But the real thing becomes is how how far does this secrecy have to stretch? And I did a little bit of looking around, and from what I can find, there, if the if the reports are to believe to be believed, there are at least uh, 44 or more secret or not secret but underground bases. Now some of these are supposedly there for. Um, like weather study, like the one in Mount Weather out in, I believe it's Georgia, North Carolina, and some of them, or some of them are there for uh, Congress to be uh, ushered off to in case of a nuclear threat. But there's well over 40 underground bases that are controlled by our government, and at some point you have to ask yourself, well, what on earth are they using these things for? I mean, we've all heard of the underground, um, you know, base or whatever it is in Denver National Airport out there. And the secrecy that surrounds these things is what's really concerning to me. When you have to stop and think about uh, what we've seen in the last couple of years as far as our government goes and how they handle things, just like the recent Sunspot Observatory closure, we see that the government, or some of us call it, the deep state prefers to operate uh, with great secrecy even when there's no need to. Now, that brings us to another point. We have all these uh, missing people cases in the in the uh, U.S. park system, thousands. We have uh, reports of UFOs uh, constantly coming up around nuclear bases. And this has come up uh, not too long ago where uh, they went back into the, the 70s or 80s and they talked about how UFOs showed up at nuclear bases and literally shut the bases down. Well, the only way they could do that is if, they, if those UFOs had access to... Uh, the computer systems, the computer chips that run the operating systems in those bases. So here again, we have this, we have this uh, system where we have at 40 or better that we know of bases run by our government or our military or whoever. And then as an overlay, we have this UFO phenomenon that continually keeps popping up around those bases. We have missing people that continually go missing on properties that are controlled by the federal government and and really when you think about it can we distinguish between the federal government and the deep state because when your federal government becomes unresponsive when your federal government becomes secretive and won't share information with the people then in essence it becomes the deep state it's almost as if it's uh, this old monarchy system from back in the middle ages and when you combine that old uh, monarchical system from the Middle Ages with today's high-tech uh, 
products that are out there, and then you toss in the UFO phenomenon, that's when you have real problems. Now, we also have not just the uh, deep underground military bases we're talking about, but reportedly, as I posted on my uh, UFOWarning.com website, there's at least 10 uh, suspected underground bases that commonly come up as being reported as UFO bases. And these range from abandoned copper mines in Canada, where uh, very strange paranormal stuff has been reported. Uh, it includes uh, deep cave systems in the southwest, where we have uh, very strange hieroglyphic uh, type cave paintings that really don't fit the culture of that time, that, that uh, people have based everything from uh, uh, Egyptian travelers to space travelers on. It includes uh, deep underground systems in uh, England, in Germany, uh, throughout Europe. So we have this phenomenon, and, and on top of that, we have lots and lots of folklore and uh, hist historical accounts from native people from hundreds of thousands of years ago of aliens that come from underground. So this is what's kind of bubbling up, bubbling up into a very... Um, a very interesting phenomenon with UFOs as far as they relate to the uh, culture of underground uh, bases and the secrecy that surrounds these underground bases. And if you step back and look at uh, situations like Cheyenne Mountain, where we nearly went to nuclear war with the Russians over what was said to have been a flaw in a computer chip and how the government completely kept that under wraps, and how they've kept all these multiple bases under wraps that we don't even know what's going on there and they refuse to talk about it in most cases. When you combine that with reported UFO bases that have been around uh, since prehistory and, and that have been documented through oral history by uh, the natives that lived around there, you start to see a real pattern. You start to see a pattern of deep uh, underground structures of paranormal phenomena that surround those structures and of secrecy and uh, complete concealment of facts that goes along with that. And if you just want to spend an afternoon uh, having a little bit of fun doing some UFO research, you can just pick out uh, any of the uh, underground bases, alien or government, that we know about and just uh, do a search pair with UFO uh, phenomenon. And it's amazing. Uh, the amount of UFO phenomenon that occurs around these bases. And it's also amazing uh, of the abduction cases that occur around some of these bases. You know, uh, there's always the rumor uh, that the government debunks is just a conspiracy theory about people being abducted and being taken to these deep underground bases. But uh, a quick uh, search finds out that there are lots and lots of cases where these poor souls have been abducted and find themselves in some kind of subterranean prison. So um, that was just kind of the, the, the theme uh, I wanted to do a little bit this week on these dumbs and to separate the myth from the fact. And it's interesting because it gets so... Um, when you talk about anything that has to do with the deep state or the, even with the government, so often the fact and the myth get so mixed together that it's hard to separate the two. But at least if we can at least examine what we do know that they admit to, it leaves a lot of questions about what's going on behind the scenes. If the government's able to put a 5-acre 
complex inside of a mountain two miles down in 1952. Imagine what they're able to do today. And it starts to bring to light the fact that they really, they really has uh, developed a second uh, society or a second civilization that has taken on its own uh, its own identity and that lives it lives off of us but lives separate from us. And the technology that they have is obviously way higher than what that's available to us. So this week I like to just begin to explore a little bit into the idea of these uh, deep underground bases, whether the military or alien, and see if we can find out what's really going on in some of these places. That's all for now, ufowarning.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.